Today's opening words come from Reverend Dr. Natalie Maxwell Fenmore. We seek to be a home for all who desire our company. We seek to make a welcome for all those in search of our good news. Come, come, little children, teens, young adults, adults, and elders. Come, families in great diversity. Come to this loving home and safe harbor, but not to find a place to escape the world. This is a community of engagement and of creativity. We come together to create boldly, dangerously. We must create the beloved community with an awareness of how difficult it is because it is deep ministry. It is ministry that challenges us to bring our whole selves and engage deeply and for the long haul. Our faith, our tradition must call us into community. Our task is to create spaces where we might know and value each other. Let us listen to our stories. Good morning. I bet some of you all have been missing our Wonder Box since we haven't been at UUCCI. So I thought I'd bring it home. Let's see what might be inside today. Hearts. <laughs> well, isn't that just fantastic and kind of timely. On Valentine's Day, we exchange little tokens of affection to show people that we love them. And it's easy to think about who we care and love. Sometimes it might be our parents, our grandparents, our siblings, friends, our parents. But what if we wanted to grow that love? We might think about what happens when you take a stone, you ever find a perfect skipping rock and throw it across a pond? What happens? Ripples, yeah. We create little ripples from where that stone or rock just entered the water and it just ripples outward, bigger and bigger and bigger. What if we could grow love beyond our boundaries in that same way, in those same ripples? What would come first? What would each of those ripples be? I wonder if the things in our wonder box might be able to help us. So let's start with our smallest heart here. What would this be? Maybe our family, the people that we share our home with. Next might come our close friends or our family of choice or our extended family. Oh, you can see right here, just those two are making a little bit of a ripple. What about other people you see regularly? You know, I see my neighbors a lot. I live in a neighborhood and so my ripple might for my friends and neighbors. Yeah, you can see it starting to grow and grow. What about the people in your church? Like you use CCI. 
the people in your church or maybe the people in your school or work or um, your teams, maybe hockey or basketball or um, scouting or some other clubs that you're part of. What about this one? Let's see. What about the people in your town or your city? Wow, look at how much our heart has grown just as we've started to think a little bit more. So we've gotten to our town or our city. Where else could we go? I wonder about Indiana. What about the state? If our love grew to include all the people in the state of Indiana. And what about the people in our country? And you could just see, could you imagine if the whole earth was shaped like a heart and you thought about our world community? We could think of love without boundaries for the people that we don't know really well and the people who are different from us. And this idea of loving all people and beings, not just those who are closest to us and the same as us, that is what Beloved Community is all about. This morning and all mornings, we are called to pay attention. We are called to pay attention to our individual lives, to our delights and pains. We are called to understand and cherish ourselves, to take good care of ourselves, to know ourselves as loving and worthy of love. In paying attention to our lives, we give thanks for all that is good in them and work to make the best decisions we can to help us live fully and joyfully. Today and all days, we are called to pay attention. We are called to pay attention to the people in our lives, to celebrate their joys with them and to tend to them in their struggles. We are called to bring our compassion, kindness, and patience to our relationships, even as we are grateful for the compassion, kindness, and patience others show to us. In paying attention to the people in our lives, we give thanks to their, for their presence and work to support them in the best of our abilities. Throughout our lives, we are called to pay attention. We are called to pay attention to the society in which we live. We are called to understand the ways in which the lives we, of people we don't know and never will know are made harder by political and economic policies that value some kinds of people over other kinds of people. In paying attention to our society, we give thanks for the many people who are working for justice for everyone and we join in working with them so that all people are treated with the dignity and worth they possess. In all that we do, we are called to pay attention. 
We are called to pay attention to the natural world around us. We are called to understand how our decisions help the natural world to flourish or cause it harm. In paying attention to the natural world, we give thanks for the ways it sustains and enriches our lives, and we commit to living sustainably so that all beings have the chance to live and so that many generations after our own can celebrate the planet and its gifts. Love, compassion, gratitude, and the demands of justice call us to pay attention. As we pay attention, we bless ourselves, each other, our society, and the world. For our second reading, I wanted to share a little reflection. I attended my first General Assembly in Columbus, Ohio in 2016. I remember that experience fondly. I wonder if any of you were there. How connected I felt to something so much larger than myself or my congregation. It was powerful to feel surrounded by people committed to Unitarian Universalism and the work that we are called to do to be agents of change. I remember going to worship and having my heart lifted. That was the first time that I had ever heard our next reading, which is actually a beautiful piece of music. I Need You to Survive was written by Hezekiah Walker and the Love Fellowship. Like, let's just appreciate that name, the Love Fellowship. <laughs> I had heard about having your heart broken wide open. And when I shared the experience of hearing Dr. Glenn Thomas Rideout lead this song in the company of thousands of other UUs, I can tell you at that moment, I came to find out exactly what was meant by that expression. So I invite you to settle into your body. It's a little bit longer song than we usually share, and it does get louder. So adjust your volume as you need and just appreciate this gift of music. Stand with me, a 
just invite you into a moment of silence, holding that. Just holding that song, the words, the people, the emotions. Holding it as a gift, earned or unearned, it does not matter. It is before us now. We do not have many things that we agree on. But one thing I do believe is that for many, walking into the plenary hall, this space that could, that holds thousands of people every year for General Assembly, walking into that place, especially for the first time, can be a very powerful experience. I was there in 2016, and so were many of you gearing up for your search process, I believe. Little did we know. Adrian was there too. Little did we know. But when I walked first into uh, Plenary Hall, it was in 2006. I was uh, a, a mere 15, 16 year old person. And it was a game changer for me. It wasn't about quantity, it wasn't even about quality. It was about a connective feeling to that ripple of love that I knew was beyond me, but that in my uh, life up until that moment, I couldn't always put my finger onto as a Unitarian Universalist. I was from Wisconsin, I'm from Wisconsin, Milwaukee area, powerful, beautiful experiences um, of love and compassion, of affirmation of my curiosity and occasional enthusiasm. But going there, something else is available. And I think part of that is that we experience 
a love that is that that knows no boundaries, that knows no walls, that instead bridges beyond um, the space of our limited limited view and reaches to congregations throughout the country and continent and world and to all the ministries and all of the habits that are trying to be nurtured there during that in all those places. As a quick aside, in 2006, if you were there at that one in St. Louis, I attended a, so you're thinking of going into the ministry uh, workshop. So little did we know. You, you could have looked for a pimply 16-year-old kid. And The theme for this month is widening the circle, widening the circle of care and concern, rethinking about that that circle that that shapes our lives and the many circles that we um, that we live our lives in. Last Sunday we talked about our personal uh, sense of of agreeing and disagreeing with certain statements, trying to find our place on this uh, broad diameter of life and experience, at least in this congregation and. And this Sunday is about this relationship to our wider association to these people and congregations that we have somehow freely and voluntarily chosen to be in relationship with, to love and to, I believe, pray for, and I believe hope um, to express our need for not only surviving, but thriving and not only surviving or striving, thriving, but surviving as well. When I go to GA, I'm reminded that my worldview is not the own. My Unitarian Universalism is not the own. In fact, when I'm with other Unitarian Universalists in any gathering outside, whether it's up in Indianapolis or in Bloomington or in the, in this, in the Midwest I'm, or on Zoom with other UUs, I'm reminded that how we express our love and how we side with love takes on diverse meanings based on where we are in our congregations and who we are as congregations and who we are as individuals. The meaning of love, the meaning of loss, life and death takes on different meaning based on our lived experiences. You might have noticed a woman in a bright red dress. Uh, she used a walker, or they used a walker at the end. Um, that's Alandria Williams. And Alandria uh, went on after that piece of um, music to offer the sermon. And uh, Alandria is a lifelong Unitarian Universalist, uh, African-American uh, from Knoxville, Tennessee. And, and they, um, were loved into the young adult and adult that they that they were, and um, some critical moments happened uh, uh, for them. Uh, they were uh, their congregation was the the location of a shooting that happened in two thousand eight. Two thousand eight um, in Knoxville, Tennessee. I'm not sure if if any of you. We're either attending UU congregation in 2008 or know about this, but in 2008, there was a shooting in a Unitarian 
universalist congregation that left two people dead and um, and many um, traumatized and the response of that uh, tragic uh, incident led to the, to the formation of the standing on the side of love campaign, standing on the side of love campaign. Standing on the side of love uh, was uh, a name to, uh, was originally created to focus on gun violence. 2008 we're talking about. That's closer to Columbine than it is to us here today. And all of the violence that has happened since. Standing on the side of love expanded and grew to a, to a larger expression of our national and, inter, and predominantly national work around um, justice in Unitarian Universalism. You might have a yellow shirt with the standing on the side of love on it. You may have attended rallies at uh, downtown Columbus or in, at the State House or, or at General Assembly. You'll see them all over the place. Good, good choice, that nice bright yellow. You can't miss it. But the, the, the Standing on the Side of Love campaign really was also a positioning of Unitarian Universalists to say, where, we, where are we to be but on the side of love? Where are we to serve but on the side of love? Where are we supposed to um, go? Well, where there is love or where there is a need for love, we must move towards that. And, and Standing on the Side of Love eventually uh, changed its name to Side with Love um, to be a little bit less um, standing oriented to include our siblings of, of different abilities. And so Side with Love is sort of the, um, that has been the name for the last several years and has uh, UUA staff who help and support congregations and state um, organizing efforts uh, around the country uh, to um, not only side with love, but bring love further rippling into our community. I want to go back uh, a second to Alandria, uh, the person who, who offered the sermon and was in the, um, was in the video. Alandria went on to um, be a leader in our movement, was a leader since, since they were a youth. Um, in fact, in 2006, when I went to that first General Assembly in St. Louis, um, I attended a youth uh, anti-racism training. An anti-racism training led by Alandria Williams. And Alandria Williams, I didn't know who this person was, but I could tell people respected them. Little did we know. And that anti-racism training went hand in hand with my first experience of, of um, national or you know global Unitarian Universalism. Anti-racism was right there. Beautiful music, song, um, energy was a was a, a good Sunday. Good services, you know, was it was hand in hand with my understanding of this wider, wider love of Unitarian Universalism, and and so that anti-racism has has really stuck with me, and and perhaps many of you, and perhaps what brought you in or keeps you in this uh, passion for uh, resisting um, oppression and racism and all that um, that separates us as, uh, as human beings. Also, Alandria went on to serve as moderator of the UUA Board of Trustees. Moderator is the same as our president. 
but but instead of it being for one congregation, the moderator and and they were a co-moderator with another person named Barb Grieve, and they were co-moderators of the entire UUA. Now they don't have authority over what we do or they do, and and that's like polity, and we can talk about that another time. But the larger work of the UUA, of the association, of of um, of the you know the accountability with the UUA president. Um, you know, Susan Frederick Gray and, and, and moving and shifting and shaping Unitarian Universalism into the future. Alandria was at the, the highest level of volunteer leadership in our movement. And little did we know, sometimes when we give so much of our love in a world that can, can sometimes be cruel and unkind, um, we can we can give our lives for it. Um, Alandria died during this pandemic, unexpectedly, suddenly, and that was one of many deaths during this pandemic that has really rocked Unitarian Universalist leaders and people who are kind of aware of or connected to the larger movement. Alandria Williams uh, died as she lived, which was filled with gratitude and fierce passion uh, for siding with love and, and ensuring uh, the most marginalized were centered in our movement. So much has changed in just those few years between 2006 and um, 2019 or 2020, I, I forget, or no, 2020 that, that Alandria died. And so much is continuing to change so that takes on a different meaning in 2016, looking at Alandria, raising the roof, being energetic, preaching the sermon at closing service on, on, at General Assembly, knowing that Alandria um, would die in a few years. I need you to survive. I love you. I'll pray for you. We're all a part of God or love or mystery or wonder or this life, one body. Sometimes we take songs and meanings or we take community for granted. How fragile it can be and how much we need to say the words I need you to survive. We need to say the words, I love you. We need to give our tokens of little hearts or candies, uh, a letter in the mail, because life is so fragile. I think one of the biggest things that um, Unitarian Universalism and our, our, our wider um, UUA helps us to do is to expand who we mean when we say you. It helps us to expand. I need you to survive. Who is the you in that? It's all those ripples, right? I need you to survive. How does you, you expand your you? How does it help give shape and meaning to whose life our actions are, are hoping to better, or at least do less harm to.
I need you to survive is not an exaggeration. And if it feels like it, if it feels over the top, then maybe we're missing the people in our movement who are struggling under white supremacy, who are dying under white supremacy culture, people in our movement who are calling for a wider circle, a recentering, a multi-centering, a different future. For us to side with love is to be mindful and aware of our here and now in Columbus, in, the, in this part of Indiana, and it's also to remember that we are a part of a larger movement of Unitarian Universalists striving to side with love in all we do. And if we can keep that mind, if we can keep mindful of that in a way, make that an habitual mind, uh, mindedness, we have the ability to shift, shift to understanding the margins as only the margins being the margin because we've made them the margins. They're only the margins because we've said that is the circumference as wide as it goes. I invite us this month and this, this year and in our lives together to not take for granted our survival and the service of people in our congregations, the volunteer service, the paid service, and the, and the volunteers, especially volunteers of color in our movement who are helping us to be wider, more loving, more inclusive, that we might thrive together in this time to come. I pray for all of you and I love you. May it be so and amen.
life pass you by. Well, life was made for love and not for buying. Gold can't buy the things we really need. Just look around, there's happiness in living. Somewhere between broke and being free. Have you ever seen the funny side of losing? Have you ever laid right down and had a cry? Have you ever taken time to help your neighbor? Don't let the good life pass you by. Don't let the good life pass you by.